Welcome to the Life's Valleys and Mountaintops podcast. I am your host, Gina Johnson, a certified life coach. You will find stories here from people around the world sharing some of their most difficult journeys through illnesses, accidents, and trauma. Join me on my mission to create a community where people overcoming belong. We inspire and help one another to rise above our difficulties until we make it to our mountaintop. Let's meet our guest today. Welcome to the Valleys and Mountaintops podcast. I am your host, Gina, and today we're sharing a story with Laron Barton, who is coming to us as a writer and author of the book, All We Really Need Is Love. He's a TEDx speaker, a mentor to young men in the San Francisco area. He loves to backpack the world, and I won't share anything else because I'm going to bring him right on the show so he can tell you a little bit more. Welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Gina. Uh, I've been really looking forward to, uh, to being on your show. Uh, how are you today? I am great. It's actually beautiful and sunny here where it rains most of the year. How about yourself? <laughs> you know, it's good. Like, you know, um, it's actually quite, quite sunny outside and it. It's a good day for some reason. Like Thursdays have always been like one of my favorite days, you know, out of, out of the seven. It's just a, just one of those, like, it's, everything's almost done. I mean, like I, like for me, you know, like I don't live for the weekend. I just, you know, like each, I try to make each day as, as, as great as it can be, you know? Me too. I'm with you. So now that I've told everyone just a little bit about the highlights, can you tell us a bit more about your life today so they can get to know you? So yeah. Um, so my name is LaRon Barton. Um, I'm, I'm a writer, speaker. Um, I live in San Francisco, California. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. It's a, uh, it's a, it's the mid the midwest and um gosh um you know i've uh, been writing my my entire life it's my favorite thing to do it's the easiest thing i know how to do um i've written two books uh, straight dope a 360 degree look into american drug culture as well as all we really need is love stories of dating relationships heartbreak and marriage uh, i've published essays about race mass incarceration politics Tech, business, dating, uh, they have appeared in Black Enterprise, Salon, Ravishly, um, Mail Magazine, as well as Your Tango. Um, I'm also a TEDx speaker. Um, I did a TEDx on my stutter called, sorry, called How I Overcame the Fear of My Stutter. And, you know, I, I, I give talks uh, throughout the San Francisco Bay Area, so uh, about you know, how to, how I overcame my stutter, you know, uh, the power of telling your story as well as, um, just, uh, being a really cool person. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding, but no, but I mean, just, (laughs) uh, but just simply being your, being yourself. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm super duper excited to be on the show. I like how in your bio, it says that in your spare time, you love to backpack the world. And I'm thinking, when do you get spare time? (laughs) You know what? So, um, so it's funny, like, um, I always, you know, I grew up wanting to travel. Like my, like my mother, she would, would always talk about traveling. You know, she always wanted to go to Paris. And so, you know, I ended up going to Paris. And, and one of the things like that, that I, that I always wanted to do was, well, when I was young, say, let me, let me rewind a little bit. When I was younger, I would always get the Sunday paper and I would uh, grab the travel section. I'd sit on the floor with it and I'd look at all these, at all these flights. And I'm like, wow, you know, this, you know, this, airline is going this way and 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 it's it's not that expensive and so in 2012 um Gina I had a, some really 
just tragic things happening, which were a blessing in, in disguise. Um, a couple of days before the new year, I, I lost my job. I got laid off. And then on January 1st, 2012, um, my then girlfriend, she broke up with me. So I didn't have a job and I was single. And so, you know, I wasn't really happy where I was in life. And so I decided to leave San Diego. I gave away some stuff, sold some stuff, you know, uh, put my car in storage, moved in with a friend. And then I backpacked through Central America for, uh, for, um, for a little over seven weeks and, you know, went to Honduras, Costa Rica, went to Nicaragua and just, just, I mean, it, it was an amazing time. You know, like being, like being on the road. And so that's one of the things that I would like to sort of do again, you know, uh, just sort of hit the road, uh, maybe finish the, uh, finish, fi finish the trip out, you know, go to Guatemala, Ecuador, you know, places like that. So, Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 No, like the thing about, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. It is the thing about traveling by by yourself, Gina is like, you know, there's a, you, 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 you get the, this, this toughness and this fortitude and, and you meet so many people and, um, it's just, it's a wonderful time. Like I, it's just one of the best times in my entire life. You know, I, I've met some really good people. Um, I met a really good friend of mine. Uh, her name was on and, uh, you know, unfortunately on, on past. And so, uh, that's kind of made me, uh, want to re want to finish the trip in her honor. So. Oh, yeah. that would be yeah. beautiful. Absolutely. Well, I like where the energy is in this interview and we're going to just have to go back a little bit, but we will get to this again. I promise. Absolutely. But just, you know, for people who've come that are struggling right now, I just like to ask you to take us back in time. We're going to start your story at what you considered sure. to be the worst moment of your journey. And then we will get back to the good moments of traveling today. Oh God. Okay. Gosh. Uh, there's, you know, there, there, there's been quite a bit. I mean, I mean, like, um, I'll give you one that, that, uh, that I told recently, uh, when I was a senior in high school, well, you know what, actually I wanted, I want to do, well, you know, yeah, you know, I'll just give you this, uh, this one. When I was a senior in in high school, I, I was in a creative writing program. And one of the final assignments was to write a play. And I wrote this play. It was about this rock and roller who wrote these really, um, I guess, uh, controversial lyrics. And he would be protested. And I guess a, a, a one of the parents who was at a protest rally against them her child had committed suicide because of his lyrics. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that, that, that I'm like edgy and cool. Right. So I write the play and I get people on stage to do it. And they're looking at the dialogue and they're like, Oh my God, this is, this is horrible. What, do, what are we doing here? And so they're re they're trying to read the dialogue and they're laughing and people were just, they just thought my play sucked. And I was so de dejected. Like I, I just, like it was such a slam towards me, you know, and, um, you know, big disappointment. It, it, it definitely, uh, made me not want to write a play ever again. You know what I mean? It, it was, um, one of the first times that my writing was, uh, was questioned, you know, said that it was garbage, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, if, if I'm going to be honest with you, Gina, you know, I'm a sensitive guy, you know, I, I was really, really, really sensitive back, 
back back then, but but I was but I was also seventeen. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm forty one, so I've got some that I got some thick skin. But you know, being a young person and you being just told that you know this is this is not good, it could it could have a negative effect on you and make you not want to pursue your pursue your dream anymore. You know, but uh, luckily I didn't listen to the people and I continue to write. I love that, that you didn't let that stop you from the path nope. of writing. And is it true that the person who wrote Harry Potter was told it was crap the first time too? Or... Absolutely. Uh, so J.K. Rowling uh, is uh, one of the most successful writers ever. You know, J.K. Rowling, like, you know, and, and, this, and, and this story, like, and, and I want people to, under, to understand this. When there's no such thing as an overnight success, right? Mm-hmm. The people who you who who you think have popped up and are successful, they went through numerous, and I mean numerous failures. I love that you brought up J.K. Rowling. She was turned down, I think, like over thirty times. You know, she was on she was on welfare. Yeah. She would have to like you know stay in these cheap little motels and write her book. And it's like everyone's just like, no, 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 no. It's a model by the name of. You know, Sandy Crawford, she was denied over 30 times, said that her look isn't, you know, this is not what we're looking for. And and uh, one and and one agent said, you know what, I'm going to take a chance on uh, on on you. Mm -hmm. You you know, see, it's it's like, uh, you know, one of my. uh, I always say that you that you have to keep going. Right. I mean, being someone who has a stutter, right? I'm like, I've, I've been, I've been laughed at, you know, there have been times where I have done like, where like I've spoken in front of people and I've struggled to, to speak and, and it was horrible. And I just wanted to just run off the stage, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I, I didn't let that stop you. So your desire has to be stronger than, than your fear, mm-hmm. you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Will you tell us a little bit more? What was that like? You're 17. And as you're sharing the story, I can feel my ears flushing like I was right there in the room with you. Uh, you know, Gina, gosh, man, like, I mean, it's one thing to have people laugh at you, right? But it's another thing to have your peers laugh at laugh at you. Yeah. And, you know, you at at, at that age, you know, you're vulnerable. You are sensitive and you're trying to figure out, like, you don't even have a concept of who, of who you are. Yeah. But, you know, by the, but by the grace of God, I, I didn't give up. And, and it's just, it's one of those, one of those things where it's like, you know, when I, when I look back on it now, it wasn't a great script. You know, it, it, it just, it, there was nothing about it that was good. It was, the dialogue was terrible. And I was in love with, with being edgy, you know, you know, like yeah. a lot of us, we had a. We were so inspired by Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction, and so it's it, you know it, it was one of those things where it's like not only that, but you know we you know we had the freedom to 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 use profanity. So it was like, you know we're you know we're trying to instead of creating something great, we're just trying to be cool and mm. we're and we're trying to be edgy, and you know it taught me a really great lesson is it is that you know instead of trying to be cool why don't we try to make it good you know and uh yeah like you know disappointments and setbacks like like that prepare you 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 know i remember uh something that you know kobe bryant said that that you know you know like always stuck with me like i'm i'm not a 
I'm sorry. Um, do you know who Kobe Bryant is? Uh, I think I heard he's the host of the Late Show. No, no, uh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm no, wow. sorry, no, I don't no, watch uh, TV. Uh, uh, oh, 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 no, no, it's fine. Kobe Bryant was a basketball player for for the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers. I'm, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a Lakers fan. Like I'm I feeling he, so but, bad. No, no, uh, uh, no, no. It's all, it's all gravy. No, like uh, you know, amazing player. But one of the things that you know he had said was that he's fascinated with failure because when you fail, you get a chance to sort of look at, you know, everything, you know, post, like, I'm a bit like, I love postmortem. And for those who don't know what postmortem is, is that when, is that when you execute something, when you, when you finish something and you, and you see it off, you, you can then step back and say, oh, say, okay, I did this right. This may need to be improved. And you just sort of refine the process. Mm Mm-hmm. So I uh, recently started on another play, rad- radically different, and it's it's fun because you 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 know I've got a chance to sort of you know every time that I've written something, every time that I've done a talk or, or just any just anything, I'll look at it and I'll be like, okay, how can we improve here? What are some things that we can take from this, Gina? And make the next um, the next project better. Make the next talk more effective. You know, even with my podcast in- interviews, one of the things that 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 I've realized is that um, I'm better when I am 100% concentrated. Mm-hmm. So you know, I say that to say everyone who fails at something, you know, Nelson Mandela once uh, once said, uh, either you win or or learn. Right. Mm. And so every failure is a, is a chance to learn. Now that is wisdom. That took me a long time to learn. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 No, like it, it's like, you know, a lot of us, we can uh, be swallowed, you know, and wallow in our in our failure. But, you know, the 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 ones who the ones who want it, Gina, are the ones who ones who get up and, and, and say, all right, you, you know what? Hey, you know, we didn't uh, we didn't make it the last time. We're gonna make it this time. Like I I I, I like to use sports metaphors because they're so easy. Um, LeBron James is, is one of the greatest players of all time, right? He's won three NBA championships. This dude has has been to the finals nine times. Wow. So you have to think about it, right? You get to near the mountaintop and you fail and you fail and you fail. But he is not defined by his failure, you know. I'm happy that J.K. Rowling didn't give up because I mean, kids are just delighted by Harry, by Harry Potter, you know. Mm-hmm. And this, so yeah, you know, that's a champion. Like you know, people, people that people that keep going. Oh, absolutely. So I'm curious to know if there was a moment for you, or if it was more a gradual progression. But can you take us to the time that you experienced an incredible turnaround point and tell us the story so that we can explore the steps or the faith that you used to walk along your journey? Yeah. Um, so there were a couple of things. Um, the one, so when I, I got a chance to speak at Glide Church one day, it's, it's a famous church in in San in San Francisco, it's wow. a meth it's a meth it's a Methodist church, and I spoke about race. And one of the things that that I did, Gina, prior to 
me speaking was that I practice and I practice and I practice and I practice. I practice at this speech over and over and over. And the thing that I've realized, and this is like, there are few things that I don't question. I don't question, you know, is there a God? I don't question his love. I don't question my mother's love. And the other thing that I don't question is, um, is it when you are prepared, you will win. What, like, I'll give you another e example. Um, I was certified as a CCNA. This is certified, uh, sorry, Cisco certified network administrator. Mm -hmm. And I failed the test thing. I think it was like two, three times. And what I, I know it was three times. And so what I did was I said, you know what, you're, you're going to study so much that you're going to get tired of it. And, and when you're tired of the material, you're going to study again mm -hmm. because you know what, like when you are prepared, when, when you didn't take any, like when you took very little shortcuts, when, when you dedicated the time to preparing for a goal, you will almost always reach that goal. Like, so that's, I mean, that, you know, I, I realized that I, I realized that I was a lot tougher than I, uh, than I, than I thought I was when I was backpacking by myself, you know, through, uh, through Central America. I mean, you know, it, when it's just me uh, and almost a 50 pound pack and you just have to just sur sur survive, like a lot of skills that make were dormant or, mm -hmm. a, or a lot of skills that you didn't know, they sort of appear and you're just able to just sort of move. And, and, you know, that was a, man, that was such an, an awesome thing, you know? So like our experiences truly shape us into the person that we are. Yes. Yes, they do. And you can't see it in the moment. Can you? No, no, uh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 not all. It's, it's, it, it's like what, um, gosh, I, I forgot who's, who said this, but it's like when you're, when you're, when you're doing or when you're making greatness, you don't, you don't know it's that at the time you're just, you're just doing it. Like mm -hmm. it's great after you for after you reflected on it, you know. But it's like <laughs> at the time, you know, you're you're just sort of doing your thing. Yeah, I would agree. All right, so now we're going to take a closer look at your story. Yes. What about you changed the very most from this experience? Um, from the experience at at Glide Church, it taught me to not um, not have not have so much hubris. And what I mean by that is that, you know, sometimes, I mean, look, you know, we all have, have these moments where, where we're like, you know, look, you know, I, I know that I'm this, you know, I know that I can do that. Like, you know, I, I can just, you know, I don't need to, to, um, do like, do like my very best to complete this goal. I'll just come in there and do it. But, <laughs> but what I realize is that you can't take anything for granted. Like, let me see. Let me give you an. Let me give you an example. I think that you should, if you are, say, uh, you know, again in sports, you should never take an an opponent lightly. You should never take no opponent lightly. You should beat. You should beat them as fiercely as you would beat anyone else. So any opportunity that you get. Don't take it for granted. Do your absolute best. And I told, I was talking with, uh, gosh, I was talking with someone and 
I, I'm sorry, I was talking with my therapist and we were talking like one of my one of my biggest goals is to win a Pulitzer Prize is a very major writing mm-hmm. uh, writer writing award. And I told her, I said, you said, you know, um, this day forward, anything that I write is going to have to be on a level to where I can enter it into to up to up the Pulitzer. Now, wow. some may think that that's a lot of pressure, but not really like that's just me realizing that okay so writing that's uh that's god-given you know it's you know it's a you know it's a god-given talent right and so i don't want to disrespect my talent so i'm gonna do the absolute best so when you have that focus when you when you realize that nothing's promised nothing's guaranteed and you're not taking anything for granted you will do the very best that you that you can because we don't know, like, you know, we don't know if tomorrow's going to be there. Right. And, you know, I, I think that people, we don't, uh, uh, we, we take time for granted. We, we, we take a lot of things for granted, Gina. And when I told her that I, I, I said, yo, like, you know, I want, I want to win this thing. You know what I mean? And so everything that I put out from, from this point going forward is going to be on that level. Yeah. Word. Yeah. That's good. All right, we'll have you back Thank on you. again once you achieve that goal. Ab- ab- absolutely. You know, what? I'm going look, when that happens, I'm going to have a parade. I'm I'm I am so serious. Like, yeah, like I'm going to New Orleans. I'm going to have a second line par- parade. And I'm, I'm just going to I'm already uh, already know it. All right. Love it. Can you share with us one of your personal habits that have contributed to the success you've received so far? I don't doubt myself a lot, right? So when I was younger, gosh, I, I, I was sort of dealing with something. Uh, I was, was like, I just, I, I wasn't 100% sure. And my mother said, Laurent, self-doubt has no place in, in your mind. And so I don't, you know, I don't doubt myself. And you know, there are times that I'm a little shaky and, and I can't say that I don't do this one, 100% of, of the time, but I know who I am. I know what I, I, I know what I can do. So, um, another habit would, would be that, um, I've turned into a great, a great listener. And what I, and what I mean by that, Gina, is, is that when you're talking to me, I try to like, put my phone down, close my laptop, turn my, turn my body directly towards you. I try to have, um, eye contact and I, and I ask questions. I don't talk to respond. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like a lot of people when, when you have a conversation with some, with somebody, they're just, as soon as you get done with, done with some Gina, they just have something, some, something loaded up and some ready to go. So it's almost like they didn't even hear you. Right. And so with me, I try to be present and it's something that, that, that I've always struggled with, but I try to be present. And finally, um, I, my phone, my favorite app on my phone is the notes section, right? Because I come up with, come up with ideas all, all the time, you know, quote, quotes that I, uh, that I read or hear, you know, or just things, things that, things that I want to do. I write it down. So I'm so I mean, like my note, my notes app has lists, has just writings, has ideas, you know, quotes. 
when when you write stuff down, you can come back and reference it, right? Because a lot of us feel like that, oh, well, you know, we will remember it. No, you won't. <laughs> uh, you just won't uh, because we're just so busy as people. So once you write that stuff down, you you can come back and, and you can go, oh, oh yeah, that's right. That, that's what's up. I'm 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 supposed I'm supposed to do this. I'm 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 supposed to do that. My lady Michelle, she started sending me. She would send me re- reminders um, via email. You know, uh, pick this up. You you know, uh, we're mm-hmm. going here tonight, and that's be and that's because you know we're. We're so busy, like stuff falls through, f- stuff falls through the cracks. You know, it's like if 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 I'm meeting somebody, I'm putting that on my on, on my calendar. So, you, yeah, you know, those are you know those are uh, those are a couple of things that I that I do. You know, um, uh, uh, um, and I also pray every day, twice a day. Oh, I like that one, but I love talking with you because I get made fun of all the time because I have two books with me. One's my right. schedule, and I write everything in it, and then the other one's my notebook. And, and I can't tell you how much people joke around and say, "Why don't you get to electronic notes yet?" <laughs> you know, like um, my uh, so my so my good friend David, he started doing bullet journaling, right? And you know, he he carries around a a small book with him, and for the day, he he jots down things and and and, and sort of sort of bullet form bullet for bullet format, and so. You know, it doesn't matter uh, how how you how you do it. Although I, I can say there's something really awesome about physically writing something down. That just, I mean, I, I I wrote a speech today. I'm sorry, last night in my in my journal, and it was so like it just felt like kind of like coming back to the essence, though. You know, versus like all this technology do do hickey. You know, <laughs> I know, I know. It's like you have to type it up eventually, but it just feels so good to write it, doesn't it? Ab- absolutely it, it just it it feels like the way that that it should be you know so I'm, I'm 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 thinking about going going back to doing stuff long longhand you know i don't know maybe <laughs> maybe i don't know i'm i'm turning 40 this year so we're from the same generation maybe it's because we we had to learn how to handwrite like in grade three right <laughs> oh my god you're like um and i've uh gosh like my my penmanship has has always been extreme, extremely bad. So, uh, so, um, so I mean, like you know, I always got F. So I'm, I mean, like I barely know, barely know how to do cursive. <laughs> Can you share with us a resource, like a podcast or a book, that helped you along your way? Yes. Um, so, my friend Summer, she does a podcast called Core Women that um, she interviews uh, women who are doing great, going doing great things creatively, business, and in, in, in life. You know, and um, nonfiction books, um, definitely the autobiography of Malcolm X is my favorite nonfiction book of all time. You know, Malcolm X is my hero. And just seeing the, the transformations he made and just what made him to be the man he was, is, I mean, it's a phenomenal book. Thank you so much for sharing some of your life story with us today. Can you share with everybody just what's good about your life now and what are you working on if they want to check out more of what you do? Yeah, no. Uh, what's uh, what's good with my life now is like I'm in San Francisco. I'm very confident. I'm I'm very motivated. Um, I wake up almost every day wanting to better my life, better the world. You know, um, I've I've got responsibility. I've I've got a great lady. You know, I've 
I've got I've got great I've got great friends. You know, my uh, I'm I'm going to see my family next month. I'm, I mean, I'm 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 financially stable. And as far as as far as what I'm working on, uh, you know, I'm, I've started to write a new book. It, it's the first two books were about me interviewing people. Right. You know, it's just the you know, straight dope was was about. You know, me me asking a question: Why is America so inundated with drugs? Uh-huh. And all we really need is love. Was the que- the question was how do pe- how do people find love? How do they keep love? How do how do they lose love? And how do they find it again? And so this book is just going to be about my life as a young black man and just things that things that I go through. I'm really excited about about this book, Gina, because it's going to be lean. It's going to be no more than one, than 120 pages. Mm-hmm. I feel like that it doesn't take a lot to tell the truth or to tell your story effectively. So I'm going to do that. I'm writing a play and, and like, um, and I'm, and I'm going to Spain again. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Like Barcelona is my favorite city in, 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 in the entire world. I want to try some paella, you know, and, and like, honestly, you know, like life is, you know, like life is good. You know, I refuse to look at, the ugly and try to see the beauty every single day. Oh, beautiful. Where's the best place for people to connect with you? Yes, ma'am. So you can go to my website. That is www.laronbarton.com. Um, I'm also on Twitter at mainline Laron. I'm always on LinkedIn, linkedin.com for slash Laron L Barton. I'm on Instagram, Instagram for slash Laron L Barton. I'm on Facebook as you, you guessed it. Lorano Barton and um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, you just just have to keep it consistent, Gina. And I'm really looking looking forward to connecting with people. Uh, and just I'm I to quote my friend uh, Jason Tesla, I try to re- re- remain in a constant state of gratitude because one thing that I've one thing that I've learned, Gina, is that. If you don't appreciate what you have, God is not going to give you more. You like, you know, uh-huh. and that's something that you know I've had to realize. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't like I have enough. And you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm I'm always, you know, welcome. I mean, like I'm I'm always welcoming more. But I I have enough, and I am enough. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm glad that you are here today. I have three words to take away from that interview never give up whatever it is that you are trying to do if you're passionate about it if you're called to do it you are sure to make it and in my instagram feed today gary vanderchuk shared that he spent 10 years working on his business or his father's business before it was successful 10 years that he stayed at home he didn't spend any money and he worked that may seem like a long time, but I'm sure looking back that it probably went by quickly. So whatever it is that you're working on, don't give up that hope and feel free to reach out. Let me know if something you heard today inspired you. Reach out to our guests. All the links will be on the new website at ginajohnson.ca. There's a search bar at the top. You can just type in the name of the person that you listened to and the show notes page will pop up with all the links. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll be back next week with another inspiring interview.